Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's right, the host with the most plush stuff on his side of the table. Outstandingly accurate. Yes, I do. Look at this guy. Also, if you can see the table, you may notice that our, uh, the Stanley Duck is a bit, is a bit crooked. Crooked. Little bit. Look, if you look in the camera there, he's just sitting a little, little bit, little diagonal yeah. as to usual. Uh, I think I th- it's possible that's because this duck has put in some work over oh, the past it, weekend. You know, it is it is entirely yeah. possible because this past weekend we we did something that we've never done before in our in our YouTube careers, uh, which is we we kind of went full dude perfect. I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> we were, I don't know. I'm, uh, we went full dude. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, this was so from, from the very beginning, I've, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like an odd uh, person to be in the realm of YouTube sometimes. Like I very frequently feel like, um, like, it, like when we go to VidCon or, or something and you're surrounded by other creators, it, I always feel odd that like maybe I'm the only person who ended up here on accident, whereas oh. <laughs> it feels like everybody else like much more intentionally sought out this this particular career path. Mm-hmm. And instead, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of like clinging on to your uh, 
what do they call it coattail no i don't think so i yeah i think i think that is what it's called and that might be what it's called but i don't think it's what's happening (laughs) well anyway so the thing is is that i i sort of had this like odd experience with it so like when i get when i get like really into something like i've always felt like uh my brain will absorb a whole bunch of information about it yeah like very quickly and and for the most part i will store it in a way that is like uh, like neater uh, because I, one thing I actually quite like is is being able to like help guide people through things I think it's why I used to like selling aquariums specifically to people who maintain them themselves yeah because you, you know. could like tell them how to do it yeah it's like because you know like I had like a wealth of knowledge and it was like oh I can like I this I have all these experiences let me share them with you and yeah. uh, you know hope helpfully hopefully guide you to additional success the point is is that here with YouTube when we started the Super Carlin Brothers channel I really didn't watch any YouTube videos almost at all with the exception of a small amount of Philip DeFranco, Devin Supertramp, and Dude Perfect. And Dude Perfect, which, yeah. Which means that I was not exactly following into uh, like like a, like a kind of arena of, of YouTube consumption that, that may, may qualify someone as a connoisseur. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of these things are things that are like, uh, very very viral in nature very like uh like broad strokes maybe if you will like perhaps yeah e- easily enjoyed by many right like i mean that's the thing about dude perfect it's like everyone loves a good trick shot you know Every, everyone it's loves like a good trick shot any any given single trick shot can go completely viral of its own accord like half of tiktok i think is this exact thing or i don't know how your tiktok feed looks like but at, at the very least a corner of it oh yeah a big corner this is i a, think but, like but, Go uh, for it. Yeah, what I was gonna say is like I feel like this is this is TikTok and like based on what your algorithm has has determined about you, you might think like, oh, like everybody on TikTok is doing this. And then it's like I have never seen someone the, I, do what you're describing. Exactly. And it's Raise like, your, hit the like button if you have seen on TikTok someone clearly spends six hours hitting a ping pong ball into a roll of toilet paper. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Or the, the, the <laughs> other one I've seen is where he's taking like compact discs, throwing them <clears> over <throat> his head. They bounce off the wall and then fall into the the disc tray oh, right. for the Xbox in front of him. And it like sort of like catches and then like slowly like feeds into the to the console. And yes. it's like, like how, so satisfying. How long? Are they like throwing cards and like into like a clothespin? It's y- like pinched. Yes. Oh. Right, it's yeah. like oh my goodness, and but like you know, around him is like seven thousand cards yeah. that have been thrown. This is just the person who's just sitting there, just one after another, just doing this. So anyway, They've this lost all all focus. Some sometimes you tell the person's been doing it for so long that the success is like they can't even be excited about the success. So they're oh. like. <gasps> They're they're well past the point of believing that it was even remotely possible right. for it to for it's it to go like, in. I'm just gonna I don't know what I'm doing. I have nothing to Oh my god. <laughs> right. Well and the good news is is that we can now relate. Because, we can now relate. Because if you're familiar with, with the Super Carlin Mother show, you will know that at one point in time we we decided that when Arthur Weasley asks Harry Potter what is the function of a rubber duck, that we determined correctly that the function of a rubber duck is that they go into cups. I mean, that's literally what our trophy is right here. Well, it's, you know, it's it, a duck on a cup. It's a duck on a He's cup. He's trying to be in the cup. He is. He yeah. is. I mean, and as all ducks are at all times. Exactly. I mean, they're, ducks they're, go in cups. Right. They're attempting to go to their rightful place. Exactly. And so we, we booked a rather spectacular uh, Airbnb 
that was it was like five acres of of space quite scenic quite scenic yeah. very pretty next to next to like a like a local waterway <laughs> and um we we went out there we had purchased a huge variety of ducks a huge so, so many ducks so many ducks a huge variety of cups to go with those so ducks. many cups yeah yeah so it's like you know for everything we had like you know we had like a small rubber duck and we had like a small cup and we had like a medium rubber duck in a medium cup yeah. and like a large rubber duck in a large cup. And then we had like mega, um, all sorts of stuff. So it was, it was extremely fun to put so much energy into this. Like, um, Alice came down with me the, the first evening we were there, which I was going in, like trying to get everything set up and like prepped for like when the whole team arrived with like cameras and drones and yeah. you know, like all, all of the, all of the stuff. And, um, Alice was saying like, like that she is excited to watch me do like birthday parties in the future (laughs) because there was such a theme and it was like, I had like leaned so hard into this theme that there was like, that there's just so much going on. You know, like there were small, small, like candy ducks, you know, there was like a, like a duck bathrobe, a duck alarm clock, like duck bathing suits, duck ice cubes, duck candy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, duck just basketballs. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, it, yeah. you know, it's just like, we're, we're, we're just covered, you know, head to toe in, in all things duck literally at Liter- points. At points yeah. Yes. Um, and, it, it, our goal for the weekend was to go down and, and literally spend two full like days yeah. doing nothing but uh, but going out and, and attempting to make trick shots by throwing ducks into cups. Duck in a cup trick shot. And let me just say something I can really appreciate about the little colonels listening is that I'm, I'm fairly certain most people are listening to us talk about duck in a cup trick shots and are completely on the same page and need no further explanation about what we're talking about. Right. Because let me tell you, Ben, one of the hardest, the most annoying things about this weekend was trying to explain to anyone else in my life what on earth we were doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it was, was just like, they were like, well, we're going, we're doing like duck in a cup shots. And I'm like, what's that? And it's like, well, we're like throwing like rubber ducks into cups. And they're like, okay, what? Huh? I'm like, uh, no, it's like, like we're doing like trick shots where we're throwing ducks into cups. And they're like, I, you're, you have not, you've lost me. <laughs> you're I'm saying like, I don't f- know what you, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm telling you exactly what we're doing. It makes perfect sense. Ducks go in cups. You know that everyone knows that everyone knows that everyone knows it. What's what? the problem? What Stop the- being, I'm not calm down. Yes, exactly. What do you want from me? I know. Yes. What do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> I, I am explaining this perfectly <laughs> and you are not understanding. Exactly. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Duck it a cup. Duck it a cup. So what we learned though is that the irregular nature <laughs> of ducks mm. is like we, we've done this around the office. We've done the gag multiple times. We've, we've incorporated it into videos and whatever we do, we're like, oh, let's try and go get like, you know, three, four shots where we just like put a cup across the room and just throw it till we make it. And then, and then we'll include that clip. And so like once we're out here, we have all this space and all these materials and all this stuff. It's like, OK, this is going to be hard it was like <laughs> like we get, we went out the first morning and it's like you know it's 97 degrees 100 percent humidity in like the just pure no shade sunlight and i was like let's just start easy you know let's put let's let's do standard long distance throw duck and cup exactly so like you know we'll, we'll like walk 30 yards we'll set you know like uh like a large solo i, I would say it's like a solo cup uh, but like the size of sort of like the bucket you brought to the beach as a kid to make a sandcastle with. Mm, sure. It's about that size. And so all we were, I mean, it was a straight shot, just f- straight line, take the duck, heave it, 
until we can land it in the car. Yeah, the difficulty is the distance. The difficulty is the distance. And I was like, this will be great. You know, like we gotta, we gotta start with something simple. We gotta like get out there, you know, like, we'll like, you know, kind of get the, the juices flowing, our confidence high, you know, get the psych level up for everybody. And we could not make the shot. Yeah, the very first one we tried, we have, we st- by the end of the weekend, we still didn't have it. And yeah, we had like maybe, yeah, 12 or 14 ducks, which we could, you know, throw it once before we had to like reset and try again. Yep. Yeah. It was uh, it was hard for and the other problem was that, <laughs> like um, I think the distance we put the cup away for whatever reason I'm not sure how we like arbitrarily decided on it but like our friend Mike was the one trying to make the shot because he has like the best uh, throwing arm yep, I reckon yep, yep. you're like yeah you got this man and I felt like we just like wore his arm out with like. 200 duck throws right away well and I, I was standing on the other end of it kind of like retrieving all the ducks that he missed and then heaving them back yeah. so i was also exhausted right from doing this plus we're just in the super hot sun oh like yeah. everyone is immediately drenched in sweat like okay well feels like we need a break good work everyone <laughs> we, we have successfully done nothing we've done nothing and um next shot i next guess shot. yeah we so. did get more successful as the as the weekend progressed though yes yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. we got some very cool shots we did we did and so I'm, I'm extremely excited to put together this entire video and share it with everybody and and see like what this finished product looks like and yeah. whether or not it's something we could do again yeah um because it is really not what we do on the channel and most people out there are probably not searching for duck thrown trick shots you know, on the interweb. Yet, so ben, like what we yet. need what we need is is such a catchy earworm of a song that people are like, ooh. I just want to watch it again just to hear that that duck in a cup jingle. <laughs> you know? Um but yeah, so I'm I am like everything about it was was so fascinating. And so like the other the other big shot that we worked on was we have this like three man slingshot, which yeah. is kind of like two people hold and they are like the posts. Yeah. And then the, like a third person goes and stretches it back extremely far and we we were shooting like the biggest duck that we had. This duck. This duck into uh, a trash can that was again looked like a really large solo cup uh and again really far away and what we were like we thought we were being smart about it too we were like okay this will work out what we'll do is we'll we'll take a bunch of test shots and then we'll just put the trash can at the distance the max distance we can shoot this thing and then at that point all you're really doing it's just a matter of time right yeah yeah yeah. it's like you know we're aiming it for one thing yeah we know how far it can go under best case scenario and so all you're really doing, I mean, it's just like, it's going to take like, what, like five, ten tries? You're like, well, we'll get it. Yeah, no we'll get it. We'll get it. Wrong. The big wrong. Big wrong. Also, the other thing was I, I, did, I didn't plan that we would specifically do this. We only had this one duck available to shoot. So every single time we shot it with a three-man slingshot, which I assure you goes very far, yeah. we had to go and retrieve it. Yeah. So it was like, shoot. And then one of us would just take turns sprinting through the, the summer heat, yeah. getting the duck, checking the GoPros, and then coming back. And then, and then we back. would shoot it again. And then we'd do it again. So yeah, like we could we could maybe get, if everyone was like really going hyper efficient, we could maybe get in like one shot every two minutes or something. Yeah. But yeah. part of the problem was you guys, uh, you and John and Mike started shooting the night like the night before like i had to go home to take care of the kids and stuff but i came back the next morning you guys like figured some stuff out which was good and so what you guys determined was that if you're just shooting the duck straight 
from level ground to another to the can on level ground is that the circum because you're not shooting because you're not shooting a really high arc right the opening in the duck the in the can is not very big because it's coming in at such a weird angle correct our solution was to put the can at the bottom of a hill yeah well obviously (laughs) obviously because then when the duck is falling it's coming straight down and you got a much bigger target yes so yeah so like the way you could imagine it is almost if you were to put like a cup on the table in front of you and the difference between looking at it from like your eye line sitting in a chair at the cup and realizing that you're not seeing a complete circle you're sort of seeing like yeah an eclipse uh and this would be putting it in a position that you're staring at a complete circle so like the increase in in available space for the duck to go was percentage wise drastic yeah and again i thought we were being brilliant you know and well, so it's it's not a it's not a non-elegant solution the we just were up against several bigger problems one of which was that we only had this one single duck so we couldn't like dial in we couldn't just like go one two three four five you know and like really dial in any level of consistency right because we had to retrieve the duck each time and we were taking turns getting the duck and then the three-man slingshot is its own mess of inconsistency no matter how consistent you think you are it's like john and mike they were the ones holding Eat one of the you know acting as the posts. They right? were they were the posts, and so yeah. it's like each of them they're not the exact same height, and their arms aren't the exact same length. They're not holding them at the exact same angle as each other, or even at the same angle each time they're holding it. Yeah, and like you're pulling the duck back, and it's like who knows who's to say if Ben's pulling the duck back, you know. 20, let's say four feet or four feet in two inches or four feet in four inches, and it's like that difference is like exponential once the duck is in the air not to mention the <clears throat> duck is a regular shape yeah yeah so not only that like maybe maybe you were firing into 45 degrees maybe it was 46 maybe it was 44 who knows like at, there's there's like a thousand tiny variables plus the fact that what you're shooting is not like a spherical object that or like is not flying straight through the air but nonetheless we came horribly close upsettingly close Ups- uh, it was almost worse being close than it was missing, missing. By a mile. like if you missed by a mile you're like that's a bummer if if you're missing by a mile over and over and you're never getting any closer you're like this is just impossible it's easy to walk away when you're hitting the trash can when you're landing one foot away you're like it's doable we can we do this. must continue run it again plus, run it again plus you run into this it, like issue of like sunk time and you're like Guys, we've been at it for two hours. I don't know if we can make it. But then you're like, but we've been at it for two hours. Like, now if we don't make it, it's been like those, like if we make it, those two hours were super worth it. If we don't make it, total waste of time. Then think of everything else we could have done. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. And, and this is this is what we were learning very, very, very quickly with it was like, oh my goodness. Like, we needed probably two more full days, bare minimum. Like just to just to be able yeah. to have sunk as much time into this these two shots well, as we th- did. This is the horribly frustrating thing is that yeah may- maybe or if we'd got it on like the third shot, then you're <laughs> then you're just done. And like for as unlucky as we were on this shot, we we did have some that were pretty hard that we got in like under ten throws or something. Uh, remarkably, like yeah, yeah I don't want to like, give too whoa, much away. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, give too much away. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. This I cannot wait for you guys to see this video. I'm not at all sure when it's going to come out, or even or even if we're done filming. But I know that's the other thing too. Yeah, like I, we literally got home and it was like, should I just book another? Should Let's we just, just go. do it again? Let's just go again. Right, like you know, like all of our friends who who like took time. 
to like come and travel from like different places to like be there with us to help do this like extremely exhausting weekend. I think I, th- you know, I said it out. I was like round two. Yeah. I, I was like half joking, half. But if, if you everyone's guys agree, into it, I'm into it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't expect you to do this, but if everybody comes back with a resounding like heck yeah, let's do it, it'd be like done. We're booked. Done as booked. See yeah. ya. Round round two. Here we come. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I can't. I can't promise that that will end up being the case. But I mean, I I, don't, I have never been so tired. I maybe in recent history, like I, I got to the end of the first day, and I don't even remember falling asleep. You know, it was like the type of thing where it was like I like was sort of like put like one leg on the bed and then woke up the next morning. Yeah, like, I was I was so tired. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I have a whole new respect for what those guys over at dude perfect do because oh i know it's like i have no idea how long they spent on some of those shots but it must be forever forever yeah and then yeah then there's like the shots where they're like dropping it off of like a like you know like, like a, a skyscraper ext- yeah we're like an extremely high dam or something and you're like what no what no how many basketballs do you have what yeah <laughs> how many times did you have to like go up the elevator or something yeah right 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 yeah so anyway we got we got through the weekend there's very possibly an extremely cool video on the way let's hope it doesn't completely flop so if you're listening to this and you see a duck in a cup video come out please watch it yes absolutely please watch it because it took a lot of time and effort and i hope you enjoy it whenever it is in the future there you go yeah yeah Anyway, as we as we shift topics, how about how about a nice corny joke? Oh, a good corny joke. Corn- Are we? Oh, you know what? It's hard to say if we made it under the twenty minute mark because we sort of joked around before we like started proper. But as I'm seeing it, it says twenty two on the mark. Wow, wow. So I don't know. Maybe this is under twenty minutes. Maybe not. Maybe me explaining it has tipped it over, and we're gonna miss it there, by there, just seconds. Some people's bingo cards are like, we'll, Jay, like, stop, stop talking. talking. Okay, guys. stop talking. Stop talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today's corny joke is gonna come from Jeshua Aveno. I hope I got that name right. Uh, who says, "Why do nurses carry red crayons? Why do nurses?" Why would a nurse need a red crayon to... Uh, I don't know why. Because sometimes they have to draw blood. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't it good? <laughs> Isn't it good? They have to draw blood. What I, what I love is, like, for one, it's obviously a pun, but also I love the idea of like a nurse walking in and explaining a procedure yeah, like, and quite literally like drawing a stick figure with like a pool of blood. Yeah, right like, now this is what's going to happen. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, something I would not handle well, even at all or in the slightest. I yeah. can't I can't do blood. Not a blood man. I'm... I'm is anybody a blood man? Well, we're sort of all blood people. We That's a good point. Mm. We are blood people. We're all blood people. Um We're all just blood sacks in a way. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Right? <laughs> um Yeah, no, this is I I just I can't handle it. I I feel like I've even as as a kid, I remember struggling with it. Like you and we've talked before about how you and I both had surgery, and I remember getting like my first ever like IV put in and like almost passing out when they did it. Yeah, and then like at the time thinking I was just extremely nervous about the fact that I was about to undergo like semi significant surgery. Yeah, and then now as an adult, it's just like you know I'll go in for like a physical or whatever, and they're like, all right, I'm gonna have to take blood, and I'm like. Do we need to take blood? <laughs> Do we need to though? Can I can I fall and scrape my knee and you just like collect some of that? That and seems safer. It does. It seems better to me. Seems better. Like you'll still have it. 
there could be some dirt in there. We yeah. could we could go pour a fresh concrete sidewalk. Yeah. That way it's nice and clean. Clean sidewalk. Right, we'll put some gravel right on top. Make extra Just rub abrasive. it with some hand sanitizer. Get like all the germs killed. Right. Ahead of time. And then I'll fall on that spot. Right. It's, it's a perfect plan. It's a perfect plan. This is how hand sanitizer works. Put that red crayon away. <laughs> put it away. I'm not doing this game. Oh, boy. Anyway. I feel like I can feel my blood right now. You are now aware of your blood pulsing through your veins. You are now aware of your blood. (laughs) Okay. Boy, I feel like that could make you faint, just being like, I can... I know, I'm yeah, yeah. I need it. to not think about it. Okay. So I'm going to distract myself okay. with a fun fact about coyotes. <laughs> I, I've actually had this fun fact about coyotes on my note sheet for the past like <clears throat> four weeks. And I, every single week, I'm like, I still haven't used it. And so I'm going to keep it because mm-hmm. I want to use this particular fun fact about okay. coyotes. Tell because, me a fun fact about coyotes. Okay. People, we've been sorely lacking in the coyote department. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Actually, on that note, so I just I, I just recently uh, purchased some land. Okay. To hopefully someday build build a home on, not in the near future, because uh, we just finished <laughs> renovating our house. Um, so I'm going to enjoy you that. Yeah, you can't have not you can't not have something going on, can you? No, I genuinely can't. I can't. I, I can't not have. I can. I don't know how the must have is. something going on. I must have something going on. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I don't know why too, cause it's just like my brain needs to be busy at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, uh, we, we closed on it yesterday morning. And so Alice and I like walked out afterwards and we were, you know, perusing it and, and scoping everything out. And, you know, we're, we, we were finding like little artifacts from like, I guess the previous owners where they had like, you know, built some like, yeah, like, you know, maybe like dirt bike type of, mounds or they weren't they're not quite jumps but they're something okay um and like you know alice is walking around she's like hey there's like a walking path over here and i was like i'm pretty sure that's a game path and then i like walked like three steps and i was like i'm pretty sure that there's a coyote that comes down this game path oh and i was like oh my gosh i basically have my own coyote now wow i know i know so my next order of business is to go and purchase a trail cam oh just seeing now you're going to be filming the coyotes yeah oh man and then then we'll have to name it oh okay something like roger well this would be a fun way to use your land in the meantime it will be yeah it will be yeah there's lots of other plans for the land as well because i can't not be doing something right at one point in time anyway fun fact about coyotes is going to come from shruthi shruthi pradeep uh, and, and this is this is coyote adjacent, but there is an online vendor called coyotevest.com that sells vests and collars that are designed to prevent eagles from carrying away your dog and eagles or other predators uh, from snacking on them. Uh, so there are these like, like, okay, have you ever seen the the movie The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan Reynolds? Oh, I. I know that I have seen it. Okay. And I is it that Sandra Bullock is like not a very good boss and she like makes her employee act as her boyfriend and then they fall in love or something? It's yeah, something like something that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I think sure they I'm sure they end up together based on the casting and the premise and yeah. All those things. Yeah. Right. So the I think the the general underlying idea behind behind the story is basically that she is um, maybe Canadian and her visa was not renewed so she oh, needs okay. to get married in order to like continue to live in the country. And so, I see. Yeah. And then she requires this marrying of Ryan Reynolds. Um, so he his family lives in Alaska so they have to like 
fly to Alaska over the weekend so they can like get to know each other really well so they can pass the test that to, to prove that they're in fact getting married and this right. isn't just like a shotgun wedding. Gotcha. Well, that that's the that's the premise. And uh, while they're there though, because they live in Alaska, there are like birds of prey and such. Yeah. And they've got this like small little dog that they're like, oh, you got to be really careful when you take the dog outside because it, like an eagle will come and take the dog. And I was like, okay, well, that's a little like, you know, obviously that's going to happen and it does. Um, but I'm like, that's ridiculous. That would never happen. <laughs> Turns out totally can happen. Actual real threat. So, so someone's made like weighted vests for your dog. So the Eagle's not strong enough to carry it away. They're, they're actually not weighted. They <laughs> oh. are, they are like, um, uh, you maybe have seen them like on the top of buildings, but there's like all these like pointies that come off of them so that like the bird thinks it's like a porcupine or something. Oh, like, doesn't, doesn't oh want to do I it. see. So they're, they're kind of like radical looking vests. Like it almost looks like something that someone who keeps their dog on like, the back of like a Harley Davidson or like in a sidecar or something. Okay. Like, it almost looks like something that could be like fashionable in that context. But right. instead it's like literally what you might have to prevent your dog from being, you know, hauled away or otherwise. Uh, collected by a bear and or coyote. (laughs) So I saw this and I was like, wow, that is like amazingly cool. And then I feel like the the more that I thought about it, it was like, hold on a second. This means if they, if they made it, it means this was a problem enough for someone to make it. Right. And that's sad. That's sad. (laughs) This happened to someone. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like how many times did it have to happen before someone came up with a solution? How like I have to, I want it to be once like the first time it ever happened. People were like, Oh, that's a problem that we hadn't considered time to fix it forever. Time to fix it forever for everyone. Yeah, because I have a small dog named Chewy. Yeah. Or I like to call him Chewster. Yeah. And uh, he he would need one of these if we lived in bird of prey country. I see. Yeah. We don't have no birds of prey here. We don't have no birds of prey here. Yeah, probably not where you live, I guess, specifically. Well, where I might live eventually. Or you might live eventually. Could. Trail camps. So yeah. I wonder, though, if, if your dog is wearing these things, if it just stops them from even swooping down. Or if there's, vi- like, how do you prove, I guess the proof that it works is that your dog is still here. Yeah, right. right, right it's right. not like, oh, yeah, but you can't even believe it. Eagle came down, f- couldn't do anything. It, like, veered, it, it got real close and was like, never mind. <laughs> swoop, swoop, no! it's a hedgehog dog. <laughs> yeah, that is really funny. It'd be like, it'd be like any other purchase where it's like, oh, is it working? It's like, hold on, let me see if, let me see if, uh, uh, what's a good dog name right off? Uh, Scratchy. Let me see if Scratchy's still outside. Yeah. Yep, he's still out there. Yeah, yeah. It's working great. Yeah, it's this is, it's like insurance. It's like, yeah, it's, it's working as long as it, no news is good news. It's like, yeah. yeah. I know, but yeah. that's, oh, isn't that the worst? Yeah. It's like any any of those things where you have to like you have to like buy something just like you never actually know if it does anything at all, but you have it. Yeah. 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 Like it's a, you're sort of like, do I want to get in an accident and just fucking like use this or something? Most definitely not. No, you don't. No, yeah. you don't. But but in the meantime, you're like if I'm just not in an accident, then I feel like I'm just like spending all this money every month and like, oh, it's just sort of a drag. <laughs> well said. Yeah. It, it, it is sort of a drag. It's just sort of a drag. Yeah. Insurance is just one of those things. Yeah. 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 At this point, though, it's like required by law, so you don't have to feel that bad. I suppose it's like you have to have it. Right. It appeases yeah. that. Yes. You are you are so, you are you are solving something by having it all the time. Yeah. Maybe that's the real reason they did it. They were like, oh, man, people really don't like doing this, but we really need them to do it. So like we'll make it required by law, and then it's kind of like, hey, look at me go. I'm following the law. There it is. Ben, so you had a fun fact about coyotes. I have a, a follow-up different I'm not sure if I I'm gonna call it a funny fact about giant sloths. 
I didn't expect it, but I, it's a, I'm always happy for some element of surprise action. Absolutely. The element of surprise tell strikes about, again. Tell me about John Slaughter. Okay, well, this was posted on the Reddit by, I don't know how to pronounce their name, J-R-O-T-C girl on the Reddit. And they had uh, posted a fantastic um, giant sloth fact okay. for us about the Tonke Loma mystery, <gasps> which is <laughs> this um, place in South America where archaeologists have found this large like graveyard of giant sloths. And they're trying to figure out what killed them. Devastation is washing what over me. What killed the giants? What do you think would ki- what do you think it would take to kill a large amount like like a group of twenty giant sloths, which you'd think of as basically invincible? I, you are not wrong even yeah. in the slightest. Right? Like, yeah. Like I mean, when I think of jo- twenty giant sloths, I'm like I'm like <laughs> there is nothing that could <coughs> that could take these guys down. Nothing. Um, were they in the direct line of a meteor? Mm, you know what? Um, natural disaster has been ruled out. They have considered it not not it was not natural. There's no sign of natural disaster okay. happening. So that means did they congregate on purpose? Was this like a community based thing? Where it does seem like, like that might have been part of it. That they think it was a watering hole. Okay, so of the, sorts. So reason for congregation at very right. minimum. Okay. Yes, not not necessarily known whether or not these were animals that always traveled in herds or not, but. Um, it seems like, in particular, there was a reason for them to all be in this one spot. Okay, okay. <clears throat> was there a group of T-Rexes that had learned how to create a giant sloth ranch called Giant Sloth Park mm-hmm. with festively themed Jeep Wranglers and poorly functioning electric fences are you are you suggesting that T Rexes came up with the idea for Jurassic Park, except it was Sloth Park? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so in the in your version of Sloth Park, did the T Rexes have to like were giant sloths extinct, and they were like, "Let's bring them back!" Roar! They were like, "Hey guys, guys, grab me that mosquito over there." Grab <laughs> grab me that mosquito. They were like, "Hold on, I don't have good arms. I can't." It's taking a while. Hold on, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> yes. I, I think basically what I'm thinking is that the the Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, had an unexpected uh, level of science aptitude. <laughs> and with that, did what many other dinosaurs thought to be impossible and brought back a collection of giant sloths. And then those sloths perished. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, because the electric fences worked too well. They, the, <laughs> they were the, like way too good. They the, like just the, zapped them. The T-Rexes couldn't get in. And so they had just the lone pool of water inside, which became um, uh, um, like murky or otherwise not good for sloth health. Well, you know what? You are getting remarkably close to the truth, minus everything to do with the T-Rexes. <laughs> I was like, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, it was not Giant Sloth Park. Um, <laughs> and this is... <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, okay. So here's what actually happened. If, if possible, it's an even more fun slash hilarious answer than what you've come up with. That does not even It doesn't seem possible. seem possible. But let me tell you that it, it would appear that the, the prevailing theory is that the Giant Sloths pooped themselves to death. <laughs> 
No, they did they not. They themselves in that. Here's by which here's what I mean by that. And I'm going to say that I watched the video posted by JROTC girl um, that was uh, from like PBS. So it seemed like real scientists talking about it. This isn't just someone's like random one off theory. Okay. A bunch of actual people. This is the actual theory that the giant oh. sloths pooped themselves to death. Are, are you are you suggesting for a moment that a one off sloth based theory <laughs> By like a like a YouTuber who had never consumed YouTube before mm-hmm. is potentially not a valid theory. No, no, your your thing about sloths being time travelers totally valid. Well, they can see they can see the future, right? Which is how these giant bags of ground meat have <laughs> continued to exist despite <clears throat> there being predators in the nearby. They're all they, they're all blood sloths in the end. <laughs> they know where to be in order to not. To, in order to not be eaten well and they're using despite the fact that they move slowly they can see quickly okay they can see quickly well uh they were not eaten to death but they were not uh they could not see the the poop i suppose as it were they couldn't see that coming oh no but you didn't see that coming so here's what happened or here's what they think happened is that <clears throat> sometimes they and they did this by examining the modern day hippopotamus oh, i love hippos yeah hippos are fantastic they're super dangerous you should not go near them but um they are they are cool but sometimes like you know they'll be like hey, what's the word for a group of hippos like a pod a pod of hippos it Ooh, seems like there's got to right. be a really good like a rampage of hippos or something? No. Like I a think hungry of hippos? I, I think, ooh, ooh, I like a hungry of hippos. A hungry of hippos? I think it's a rampage of rhinos. Oh, it's a rampage of rhinos. Yeah, but I, I like a pod. Okay. A pod. Or a cast. A cast of hippos? You get it, pod or cast. Oh. <laughs> nailed it. I was like, what is like a cat? Like, what are they, actors? <laughs> Here's the cast. Yes. Yes, all hippos are actors. <laughs> At Hippo Park. <laughs> Hippo Park. In my mind, Hippopotamus Park. In my mind, the idea <clears throat> of displaying fascinating creatures in parks has been done over and over and over again through history. <clears throat> through history. All species come up with zoos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Always. Always. Yeah. Okay. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, anyway, apparently what can happen sometimes with hippos, because they are like social animals and they do congregate and they do spend a lot of time in the water. Okay. Like, and which means that they like defecate in the water. Sure. A lot. Now, if you have enough running water, it doesn't really matter. It just carries the poop away. No big deal. You know, the water's still clean. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah just yeah. they. It's a river. It's constantly moving. Poop goes away. No problem. Plus, I, from my understanding, giant sloths subscribe heavily to the... Uh, hikers saying of leave no trace. Yes, exactly. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, when if you, hey, pack out, man. Pack out. Yeah. So anyway, what can happen, however, is you have too many hippos in one place and they're all like doing their business in the water or whatever. Okay. And then it's uh, like a particularly uh, hot summer, hot season. Okay. What can suddenly happen is that the water starts to dry up and the tippos begin to tip the scale 
of uh, the amount of water versus business in the water. <laughs> And so that the water becomes less water and more just business. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. In which case, not so clean anymore. And uh, this can be very bad and poisonous to all of uh, everyone involved. And that can, be, that can be bad. The giant sloths. Now, if you can imagine giant sloths, as their name suggests, giant. Yeah. Which means the business <laughs> is appropriately giant. more giant. <laughs> more giant. <laughs> more giant. And uh, so this is, this is exactly what um, they think happened at Tonke Loma, which is in South America. That the giant sloths were all uh, having a swim, in a, trying to keep cool in the, in the hot summer. And uh, then the water started to dry up, and the water became less water and more business. This, this was all one one cozy afternoon. This, I imagine it wasn't a single afternoon. It was probably just like a I, I don't know how long it takes for or like a river to dry up or something. It seems like at least two days. At least two days. Maybe yeah. not just a single afternoon. Not just a single afternoon. I am no scientist. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> because I believed T Rexes. <laughs> <laughs> to have used giant sloth DNA. Well, there you go. Apparently, the, part of the reason this is um, also believed is that around them is a lot of fossilized wood, and it's all the exact same size. So they think um, like that is a proof of all of the defecation. Like it's all been pre-chewed up, and this is like what they have uh, then deposited in the water, and then they died in the water, and that's why it's all around them. Oh man. I know, terrible. Also, living sloths are pretty good swimmers and there are other uh, known swimming sloths. Well, so, so. My, my my query here would be that it doesn't sound if this is the case <clears throat> and it's been discovered this many years later, it must be that it, the the water reservoir like didn't dry up one one just sunny afternoon at Giant Sloth Park, but rather like forever. Well, because it seems like otherwise the remains would have just been like, you know, like like it would have stormed, water would have come back and washed away everything, and they wouldn't all be in one place. Well, I I don't know how uh, like storm water works and how fossils get moved around over time. And well, trust me, I'm an expert. On that. <laughs> yeah, this could probably be said of anything that dies ever. Then, like, why why weren't their bones just washed away in the next flood? I don't know. Yeah, well, I always do think this is very interesting because I think that there are like certain like climates where the idea of uh, where where like fossils have been able to remain much more intact. Yeah, you know because like the weather allows for it. Uh, this is kind of like similar to the case of like wood. Like if wood is just always underwater, it doesn't rot. Like it can last underwater for like a very very long time. The reason mm -hmm. that wood rots near water, like on docks or you know whatever the case may be, is because it is both both exposed to air and water. So you, you know it's like it's wet, then it dries, then it rots, and then right. you know, so on and so forth. Um, but I always think that it's it's fascinating to think that we've found quite a many fossils in in our archaeological digs. Yeah, you know. Uh, but also that we're finding fossils for creatures that must have been able to live in environments where fossils were also able to then uh, persist right. for so long to then be discovered. Which makes me think there must be a whole bundle of things that have existed on the planet that we've just never been able to discover because the the climate didn't allow for fossils. Mm, that's right? probably true. That's probably true. Boy, you know what is a bit, not to take like a super dark turn. Oh no. But if <laughs> it's already been pretty dark, a bunch of giant sloths died. Yeah. Can you imagine like if like aliens discover the earth like you know, several 
million years into the future and the humans are just gone and like all the all the markings of any given like gravesite are just completely gone like washed away from this like tombstones have like ceased to exist and they like start digging up fossils and stuff they're just gonna find just like they're gonna like wonder how did all the people die in these same spots you know like that's true <laughs> like we're weird. all buried together in a very orderly fashion <laughs> right very right, right yeah it's like this is odd what's going on what here did, what do these people figure out yeah that is a good point that is a good point like huh i also wonder like what type of remnants will continue to exist <clears throat> so like like the like the Colosseum, like ancient Greece, stuff like that, where there mm-hmm. are still like freestanding structures that have like survived, you know, and they're they're like somewhat in ruins now, you know, but it's been thousands of years that they that they've right. been there. It's like, wh- hmm, what about like our like like the Empire State Building or something? You know, like let's like let's left say, to its own devices. How long will it just stand there? How long will it just stand there? Right. Like, would it be able to stand the test of time, or was like the Colosseum built with materials, or or similarly, is the climate much more conducive to something just persisting for extremely long periods of time? Mm-hmm. One of one of my favorite things about the movie with Will Smith, where there's a zombie invasion, I am Legend. I am Legend is it or even just really in general where where there's like situations where you can see like nature have like come back it's like i i think it is endlessly fascinating to imagine like like a situation where new york city is just completely vacant and what would it look like even after just like three years of oh yeah of just like the weeds that came up through the cracks in the pavement Right, growing into small trees. But this has got to exist. There must be like abandoned towns, like entire towns somewhere. Yeah, well, right. I, when I when I first started dating Alice, she told me that she was really into like like dark tourism, which I think is is exactly this type of thing. Okay, like it's like it's like situations in the world where something was built and then it was like like left, you know? Right. And this is gone. We don't do this. We don't. Yeah. 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 And so, like, you can go to some of those places, and there's like amusement parks and stuff. Because, because of course, it would be amusement parks. It's oh, like it's super creepy. It's just like Chernobyl, though, right? That's like a there's like an amusement park there. Maybe that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like now, now it's just like a like a rather uh, like like an upsetting idea. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about that. You know, it's the same thing like with with dolls or clowns. You know, like where there are these things that are not intended to be scary by like their very nature like clowns are supposed to make you laugh and right. dolls are supposed to be like you know play adorable things. yeah adorable yeah. playthings for for children and stuff but then like how is it that they were able to take those things and make them scary you know like like was there a point in time where somebody like because it seems now that people are just afraid of clowns like the like you probably wouldn't want to be around a clown and is that because they have been made to be scary or was there always something a little bit like Oh, do you think like clowns as a general rule are thought of as like scary first now? Yeah, like I, I mm. sort of think so. I sort of think so. Interesting. Like, because I, I feel like, and it's been it's been a hot se- second since I've been to my last circus. If I'm being completely honest, mm-hmm. but it doesn't even seem like the clowns that are portrayed now that might participate in circuses are like in like all the face paint and like the wacky mm-hmm. hair and stuff. It seems like they're now just like kind of wearing like oversized shoes and like pinstripes. Is kind of what I imagine. Right. But but maybe not quite so like the like the clown from, you know, it. Well, I mean the clown from it is intentionally scary for well, sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about this. It's like but could you just take anything that's not meant to be scary 
and then put it into a scary situation and all of a sudden it would be twice as terrifying i think you can because it's like why it's like the opposite of like why things are funny it's like when you they're like taken out of like it like things are funny because they're taken out of context or they're put in a place where they're not supposed to be right and you do that in like a humorous way or if you do it in like in one direction it's funny and then in the other direction it's scary (laughs) is that like the thin line between love and hate Ooh, interesting the thin line between laughter and fear yeah Ooh, interesting it feels like there's like a monsters inc video that could be made about this exactly. Oh, you're right. This is the two things they're like doing. Yeah. 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 It's like they go from scaring to laughter. To laughter. Man, I have not. Um, they just started breaking the show Monsters at Work, which as of this recording, I have not started watching yet. But it is like on my to-do list to do like possibly even tonight. So maybe by the time people are listening to this, I will have watched it. And you'll be more qualified to answer I'll be my question. more qualified to answer your question. I'll yeah. take that. I'll okay. Take that. Whoa. Transition. We were interrupted yesterday while recording the pop, and now we're picking up one day later. Yes, mid, yes. Mid episode. We did wear the same shirts. <laughs> we, we wore the same shirt. Okay, we should talk about this for a little bit, because I see you, you have in our show notes yeah. um, that we've been on YouTube for nine years now. We have been on YouTube for nine years. It's like, it feels so fast and also so long i know i know well so in in probably the other disclaimer with that is that you have been professional at it let's see in october for six years uh oh yes it'll be six oh my gosh is that right because it was 2015 yeah so that is is insane does that mean that you've professionally you've been a professional youtuber longer than you've been a professional anything else yes it will mean i will have been a professional YouTuber longer than I was ever a professional person who worked at a concert venue. No way. Right now, the 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 weights are still heavier on the venue side. But so, okay, so this means though that at your next job, you are just gonna you're gonna be like, listen, guys, back in my YouTube, my, back in my YouTube thing. <laughs> you guys may not know this. I used to work for. I used to own my own YouTube. Channel. It's like really, <laughs> it doesn't come up constantly or anything. <laughs> I don't know about next job. Hope for gosh. Whew. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, um, it's, it's so funny too, because I, I, I think it's like one of those things and, and I try to kind of like hold back. Like if, if I'm like meeting new people from like bringing this up, like oh, I'll, I'll like yes. focus the conversation on the other person and be like, you know, and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And it's like, um, I make videos on the internet. Yes. So I think, <laughs> I am particular. I think I always think I'm super bad at like conversations. Like I'm good at talking to you on the show, but do not be fooled listeners. I am bad at talking to people in real life. What? I think so. I am so bad at carrying on conversations. I'm so bad at remembering what even my friends are like presently in the middle of. And you know, like I'll talk to someone for like 20 minutes. I'm like, I can't think of anything to say. And they'll be like, yeah, so my home renovations are almost done. I'm like, I should have asked about that. God, so like, why why can't I think? They were like wild. so obvious right, right, right. yeah no it's it, it's interesting it's interesting yeah. um yeah but yeah so th- th- it's like one of those things that, like you you kind of like hesitate to bring up because th- i mean one of the things that i love about what we do is people do think it's cool the, like for sure i i think that there are and it, and it works in a couple of different avenues too because i think that many like Adults, it's fine. I'm like 31, referring to people as adults, as if yeah. I, you know, I'm, as if I'm not 31, but <laughs> but still, adults. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Old people. 
<laughs> sure, that. Um, you know, and you you can even tell them, and it's funny because they won't they won't get it. Like they definitely won't like maybe like immediately understand that mm-hmm. it can be a career, but almost always they will have like um like a like a family member, a child, a nephew, a niece, someone who does consume it and it, they're like yes. they're like no way my son it's always that's what you do that's it's, amazing it's this weird effect where like everyone around our age yes is around kids who are watching youtubers who are professional and it's like what they do and it's like all the kids want to be youtubers but they must be watching someone who's already doing it and now it's like but that number of people is very small yes and so it's like no one can believe especially here in Roanoke Virginia that they've run into someone who is now professionally uh, doing it. And I, I do like one of the, one of my greatest weaknesses in conversation is I, I think a very easy icebreaker, a very easy conversation starter with new people is what do you do? But I like my conversational challenges. Like I refuse to ask people that because it means they will reciprocate the question. Right. And I'm like, and that's just going to like, I know I know what conversation happens after that yes yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is it is le- it is responded with a bunch of questions and it's not that I that I even remotely mind answering those questions I, I mean I very much enjoy talking about it but I also do feel like I there, there is the knowledge the awareness that it's it's about to monopolize the conversation yes and it's like it's not it almost the way it almost feels to me is that like 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 as if someone's going to walk away from the conversation feeling as if I manipulated it that way. Like, Oh, like, well, what do you do? Go ahead. Ask me. It's my turn. Return the serve. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, uh, it, it is, it's, it's funny in that way, but the, the double edged sword to it, I would say is, and this, I brought this up a lot of times. And, and even in these conversations, this is usually what I'll say is that there's, there's the realization that nobody, has has lived a lifelong career doing this yet like right. it's, it's too new for even like you know the earliest adopters of it it still hasn't been a long enough period of time compared to like how long our grandfather worked for IBM you know, you know yeah. like like his whole that was his career that is what he did he got a job there and he worked there you know his like you know for his life and um so i that's like that is like always one of the things that like really scares me about it is so like every year that goes by i always get so excited because i'm like we did it for another year like like we continue you know and alice is always she's like oh my god we're a year older and i'm like no we're a year older exactly (laughs) we did it we're continuing it's so weird too to feel like we've been on youtube for nine years because you're right it's only been like professionally full-time for almost six years but, but what's even remarkable about that, about that though is that it, it means that we have now been doing YouTube professionally longer than we were doing it not professionally, which I think is oh that's, that's a good you know, point. You're right? right. We have been lo- we've been doing it professionally longer than we were doing it unprofessionally. Yes. Ooh, I've never thought about it like that. That's a fun way to look at it. The, another weird thing I always like like I never know how to time these things is like I sort of did some YouTube in college as well in like 2009. So That's like, true. There's like a couple of years of doing stuff on YouTube, but it wasn't super Carlin Brothers before then. And yeah, like so have I been do- have like I've been sort of like doing YouTube since 2009. 
and in that case, I'm well over ten years. But I know. Look at you go. I know. A career well, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Of course, yeah. that that that. Of course, I didn't make a single dollar on. <laughs> I, well, that was so, partially my fault. Well, I yeah. don't think. No, I don't think so. The, the um, yeah, I'm sure we've told this story before. I'm sure but we. The, have. the long and the short of it is that basically, I discovered that like so. I, I didn't really want to do YouTube at all. I didn't uh, like. It wasn't like a. I didn't consume it. It wasn't a passion or anything like that. So, um, but when you did it and. I discovered that you were like like made partner, which meant that you could like make money on it. I like that part enthralled me. Ooh. I was like, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I want to do whatever I can to make sure he can do this. So I, I told all my friends and I explained how it worked, and we all like watched every ad and like refreshed the screen and watched it again. <laughs> and then I think YouTube was like, hey, there's a little bit too much activity going on here in Radford, Virginia. I'm pretty yeah. sure from the same IP address. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't we can't be has in that can't be so, has in anyone gaming the system here yeah so that channel but gaming the system meaning i think you guys earned me about 50 bucks yeah right <laughs> you know? i know i know yeah it's like it, come on google right but at the time even like when we started super carlin brothers that did feel like a like a tremendous amount yeah you know like oh, yeah. in terms of like i i remember we were making videos in year one and red bull did the um the space jump yes. thing do you remember that i oh yes i do and i i remember <laughs> at this point in time we had we had been doing it long enough or, or maybe you didn't have to maybe anybody could be monetized once we started and so we just we, we just were even though we were making no money whatsoever but i remember we made four dollars in one day and i think it was because I, I like talked about it it must have been the case that like red bull was paying for like a like a ton of like super premium advertising and you right know, and then like, you talked about red bull and you activated the keywords exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so like it, it worked exactly how it was supposed to be but like normally we would make like 17 cents a day and on that day we made like four dollars and it was like what a jump right like i mean from space yeah exactly (laughs) i mean but you know it felt like the same for us too i mean the same thrill certainly oh yeah from space oh yeah don't don't get me wrong it sounds like 50 dollars what like i was refreshing the page like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah yeah happening well and and it's it's really funny right now because i have a very similar thing that's going on um with like a like my new i can't even call it a side hustle because i'm literally making zero dollars on it Mm. but it has been um selling Pokemon cards for my friends. Right. So, uh, like I've, I had our, our good buddy, Michael Austin, who is, is getting married here in a few weeks. He, we were at dinner one night and he was like, yeah, I've got like a binder full of, of Pokemon cards in my storage unit. Like, I don't think they're worth anything. And I was like, you know, of course, you know, we've been talking about Pokemon cards a lot and buying them. And I yeah. was like, let me, let me just also clarify. We are not like scalping YouTube cards and then reselling them and driving up prices on the market or something. No, this is friends. Yeah, these are like friends who have found their old binders and been like, oh, you guys are doing Pokemon cards? Do you want them? Right, right. Or can you sell them for me? Yeah, or can you sell them for me? Yeah, so my big thing with, with Mike that I thought would be so fun is that like when he was telling me about it, I was like, oh man, like I have a very strong feeling that he is sitting on more value in that binder than maybe he realizes Mm -hmm. and it was actually funny because i i remember this happening but he used to live just down the street from from us actually both of us um in the the house that we lived in that we started super carlin brothers out of he lived in an apartment just down the way and i remember one at one point in time he had a yard sale and i think he brought the cards out and literally like on each of the binder like spaces you could see where he had like 
individually like priced all of the cards in case somebody came by and they were like, "Ooh, Pokemon cards, you know, cool. garage sale. This is the place to buy them at because that is the place. If you can find a good old binder at a garage sale, right? Just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the whole thing. I'll take the whole thing. What do you say? Two bucks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> two fifty. All right, it's a deal. Um, good so, haggle. Anyway, so yeah, we're sitting at dinner and I was like, dude let's let's go grab them and I'll, I'll see what i can do you know and, and I, I was like I, I was holding the cards of knowledge which were like oh this is gonna be fun this is gonna be mm-hmm. really fun uh so i didn't tell him anything else like he gave me that he gave me the binder and i didn't mention it to him again and i went through and like you know i was finding all these cards and he had a bunch of french specifically french first editions first edition french pokemon cards from the base set from the base set yes base like set the, french firsties yes yes, yes. base set French firsties. Mm-hmm. And um, so like one of the ones that he had was a first edition uh, Blastoise. And that's, you know, obviously like one of the big, you know, one of the three. One of the big three, the starters. The starters. Charizard, and- Blastoise, and Venusaur. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was holographic and, you know, it was in good shape. It had a mustache part. on it, you know, all French-like. No, obviously. It, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. That'd be amazing. <laughs> all the French guards <laughs> just had, also had mustaches. Also had mustaches. <laughs> it did not, sadly. It, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, so like that was, that was like, you know, like the big heavy hitter that we had. But so I went through and you know, I figured out, you know, I did some research on it, all the cards and I listed, I think it was like 16 of them or something and oh my gosh if it wasn't the most fun thing i've done in several months was just literally sitting there and like watching people find them start watching them on ebay and then bidding on them yeah and it i mean it is i can't even tell you how much fun i've been having with it had had you ever sold anything on ebay before at all i i think i'd sold maybe two things ever yeah um and which is strange for me because i am like i'm like a resale maniac like i i think that i am like almost despite how most of my career is uh revolving around like nostalgia and and loving these things that we like loved as kids and celebrating those things um it's odd for me but i'm i'm usually not very emotionally attached to to just about anything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if I bought something and I'm no longer using it. And like, even if it was my, my first ever bicycle, you know, it's like, it's like, well, oh, well, you yeah. know, it, it has value to someone else. And then I can use that value to put into something I'm enthusiastic about now. Exactly. Um, and you'll still have the memories of that bicycle. Exactly. exactly. And, and I will say, um, on a, on a very, very brief tangent, uh, we, we've talked about like the Disney wedding before and stuff like that. The thing that I love the most about the Disney wedding is the fact that I get those memories for the rest of my life. Right. Like, and that's like, it's like, I don't need, you know, like the lapel pin that I wore that day or like, you know, uh, like the, the boutonniere or something, you know, like freeze dried or, or whatever, right. <laughs> you know, like as, as like the, the, the token, it's kind of like, I get to have those memories and I love those memories. They're like, it's like, you know, people talk about the best day of their life and it's like, Quite literally, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It was yeah. a really cool day. It was awesome. Incredible. Um, but so, okay, yeah. So, you know, I started, started listing these cards and like, you know, you're getting all this intention on it and stuff. And the, the most fun thing about it is I think that I actually just also really like auctions. Oh, yeah. You know, because there's Auction, like. I mean, you and I have been to some silent auctions together before. And you and I, I feel like, are like kids at a candy store. We are. We're just like, oh, my God. This is, so, this is so fun. It's probably dangerous. It's a dangerous thing to like. It is a dangerous <laughs> thing to like. The good news is that almost always when we're doing it, there's a nonprofit that is benefiting from our. That's our true. There, actually, the very table. You, uh, if you're listening, you can't see it, but if you're watching, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Uh, it is a handcrafted slab of walnut. 
uh, like with bow ties to correct, like where there were some like cracks in the wood and stuff. So it's just like, just a local guy here made it and I saw it and fell in love with it. You guys know how I like trees and wood and, yeah. and all the rest. And so I totally got in a bidding war with somebody over it and <laughs> come to find out it was like one of our mom's best friends yeah. was like the other person bidding. So we totally ran it up, um, but we yeah. got it and it's here now. We got it. We actually flipped a coin originally and you were supposed to keep it. And yes, was, that, that was the problem. I don't think we thought we were going to get it and then we did and I was like, who? Who's gonna keep the table? Yeah, we flipped a coin and I won the coin toss and I was like, yes, Beth, we won we won the coffee table. And she was like, I don't want that. Like, that doesn't fit with any of our stuff. And I was like, okay, fine. But you wanna know what it does fit with? The pop. Oh, well, the pop <laughs> yeah. and all of, and my all stuff. of your stuff. So yeah. <laughs> really, really you were the one true owner of the table. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. End. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, I love it so very much. Um, where was I going with this? But yeah, so the like the auctions though, so you get to like the end, like the final minute. And so like the Blastoise in particular, I'm sitting there and it had like throughout the week, you know, it was like thirty five dollars, forty five dollars, you know, like I remember sending you updates at like when it hit like fifty five and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's over fifty bucks. Like, how cool is that? And then like the next it hit like 125 and I was like no way this is unreal Mike told me he thought if the entire binder was worth a hundred dollars then then he'd like win you know and I'm right, like yeah one card we're already over by, already by over. 25 bucks and again you know like two days left in the auction it goes up to like 250 and I'm sitting there and I'm like this is unbelievable like I am having I am so excited about it so finally you get to like the last like two minutes and Alice is standing in the kitchen with me and I was like you might want to film me because there is a chance that this is going to go like, like, I don't know that it will. It was the first card that I listed. Yeah. So the first card that was going to sell. It was far and away the most valuable one uh, that I even knew that uh, going into it. But I was like, I don't know if anything will happen, you know, in this last couple of minutes. Maybe it will just sell for 250 bucks and that will be great. great. Like, do you, uh, absolutely no issues. Um, this has already surpassed my expectations. And so, you know, she starts filming and we're sitting there and I'm like, oh man, you know, like, you know, like refreshing, 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 looking at it. And then like in the last like literal eight seconds, it goes up to $435. Yeah. And I Whoa. was just like, yes, what just happened? Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, and this is, this was the first card. I have more. Um, and again, I hadn't told Mike any of this. I'm not a single word. So like the whole time, you know, he's just like, he's completely in the dark, uh, ended up selling the 16 cards that, that we listed for a grand total of $1,000. Unbelievable. 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 I was so happy. I was so excited. And, and because he didn't know, I went and I pulled the money out in cash instead of just like, you know, Venmoing it to him or something. Um, and on our way up to the bachelor party, I actually wrapped like, like a, like a rubber banded, you know, like, like a wad of cash, a wad of cash. <laughs> and like we got in the car and we're driving out to snowshoe and it's like just sitting on my center console, just sitting there, just begging to be opened. You like wrapped it up in like very like, uh, just plain looking brown paper. Yeah. Some twine. Like butcher paper. Yeah. And yeah. I had like a bow of twine around it and stuff and like just didn't address it at all. So we're like an hour and a half into the drive and somebody was like, what's up with the box? And Mike was like, I saw it too. And I was wondering, but I didn't want to ask. And I was like, <laughs> like oh, this box, this, you want it's this? just, it's just a little something. Yeah. It's for you. This. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, hand it back and you know, he's like opening it up. And, um, he just recently started like a food prep business and I had actually put it inside of, uh, of an old, um, business card box that I had. Cause it was from moo.com and mm -hmm. the, all those things are just, it, you know, it's like a magnetic clasp and yeah, it's very, it's very, stuff. very nice. So he opens it up and you know, I, he sees the moo box and I know he knows what that brand is. And so he was like, Oh, like business cards, like 
that's so cool. Like, you know, for my food prep business, like how, how thoughtful. And then he opens it up and it's like, you know, still wrapped in like tissue paper from there. So he's like, obviously at this point in time, mm-hmm. it's like not business card. So he's peeling it back and he's like, what the heck? Yeah. What is this? You had, well, what was great was like, you had a little note that was like, we sold the Pokemon cards. Here's what we got or something. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a very like almost like very crude looking note. Like, oh yeah. I wrote like, it on a used envelope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course he like picks up the, like the cash and he's looking at it and he, the weird thing is about like money that's rolled up is like you have no idea how much it is. So oh, even yeah. even then he has no idea. I mean, because I could have gone and got like a hundred one dollar bills, exactly, and it would have looked very impressive. But it would have, you know, I mean, in in I think he would have been beyond delighted with that. You mm-hmm. know, would it would have been no issue. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's a thousand dollars. Like I mean, his jaw was like, <laughs> like just on literal the literal drop. Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was. It, oh my god, it was such a rewarding moment for me. It was like, this is like, I am happier like giving you this than I would be if you gave it to me. Like, like this is, this is the treasure, you know, it's like, (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, and then I was addicted. Yeah. So now you've been, so, so have you been selling more? I've been selling more. Yeah. I've been like asking my friends. I'm like, hey, hey, who else has like Pokemon cards in their closet from when they were kids? I will give you the money. It's yeah, all don't yours. Worry. Yeah, hundred percent. I just want to sell it. I want to sell it. I want to. I have like a like a, a label printer that we use for shipping stuff at for SCB usually. Um, you know, but like like shipping labels, and so like I've got like all these like nice little bubble mailers, and I feel like they they just look so nice when there's like a stack of them ready to go to the post ready office. Ready to go. Ready to go. But here's the weird thing about it is that. Anybody who knows that their Pokemon cards are valuable have have taken it upon themselves to usually do something with that. And so the now odd struggle that I'm having, because like once Mike's cards were like, you know, running out, I was like, well, I need something else. I need to I need a refill. Yeah. And fortunately, your friend AJ just happened to come by that day and he was like, Yeah, like, you know, I, I found some of my old Pokemon cards. And I was like, Can I sell them for you? And he was like, like Here you go. Here they are. You know, <laughs> and I was like, Awesome. Great. You know, so like been, been doing that. And then then our good buddy Steven, who we always talk about on the pop, you know, same thing. He was like, I, I have some too. So now this is like my new quest. This is like, a new thing, yeah. I now I need to figure out how to get in touch with all of my friends probably parents right who's who still have access to their childhood closets yes and then you know stacks of cards that you know everybody once upon a time back when we all started collecting these things in the 90s we're like oh this is gonna be so valuable one day and then like you know there's that huge today is the day it's like two decades of time where it was like remember when we thought they were gonna be valuable and it was just like you know you know maybe beanie babies will make a turn like this too where all of a sudden it's like we want them guys right but, i can't even i have a freaking box of beanie babies in my basement right now from our childhood all the tags are you know completely you know destroyed and they're all super played with and like there is that part of me that's just like I'm just gonna I should just get rid of these because sure. they're just taking up space. I haven't opened the box, and like part of me is like I guess I could let like Luke play with them, but there's like so many that I'm like, if I if I open this, it's like there's there there will be there are too many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I feel like you should just like bring one out like a month. You know, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like, like rotated. It's dude. like here's a new plush fish for you to play with. Yeah, I found it's one of my You're old toys. Welcome. You get to have it now. Enjoy. Yeah, maybe I'll go pick out some of like my favorites. Be like, here's five beanie babies. You're welcome. Yeah. I took through, and I feel I. Then there's always this part of me that's like, I think I've picked it up to put it in my car. And I'm like, but maybe. But maybe. But maybe it could be. Maybe. Yeah. I also have all these boxes of toys that I have also like 
sort of like mom, you know, was clearing out the the family basement one day and she's trying to just, you know, dump all of our old stuff on us. And I was the sucker that got stuck with everything. Way to go. And part of me was like, you know what? I'll just keep these and I can like, maybe I'll be able to like give them to my kids or something someday. But now I am like at the point, I'm like here at like, that has been my motivation for keeping them for years. They've just sat in a box in my basement. And now I'm like at the threshold of like, now I have kids and I'm like, I don't think I don't, I just want to get rid of them. Oh, really? <laughs> like, like, I don't want to bring these out. Like, and now I'm like, there's so many, the toys aren't even relevant anymore. Like it's not, it's not, worth it like it's just too much it's like so much stuff yeah like, i think i would just feel happier if they were if they were just gone if they were just gone yeah yeah that makes sense that makes yeah. sense well so and my my long story short is that this is my calling card if any of my actual like my friends here in roanoke are listening and you're like i do have a box in my in my closet it's like give me a call give me a call i want to <laughs> see them pokemon cards here's the th- here, a weird thing is that i like i know we you talked earlier about how you or uh, earlier this week on J vs. Ben, how you sold your Pokemon cards and got a Razor scooter I when did. you were a kid. Yep. Right, like, I had my own Pokemon cards, and I have no idea what became of them. Because, like, I had, like, a whole binder full of, like, my my, my hollows, my rares. Yeah, we gotta find these, man. And I know! I don't know where they are, because I have, like I said, Mom dumped all the stuff on me, and there's, like, a binder full of some Pokemon cards, but none of them are, like, first edition. They're all just, you know random base set commons i'm like where are my cards i don't I dare, know I, yeah this this feels to me like one of those because you would have been so careful you like i said your dna has responsibility mm-hmm. oh i've got plenty of very nice pristine like you know like Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah also down this, there this is why i'm there they exist and we have to find them <clears throat> yeah because i'm i'm running low on stock right now and i, I need inventory i man. know Got to get your fix. I know. I know. It's such a rush. <laughs> no, the, I mean, the, the real thing is I've just been, I have just been having just so much fun. With well, it. The, the world of eBay is like crazy. Like, you know, I think one day we were having lunch and we were watching, you had like several things that were about to time out, like three minutes apart or something from each other. Yeah. Like every three minutes, a new card was about to go and you can watch on your phone, like watch the live update second by second. And it's amazing to me how down to the very last second people are willing to wait. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, like $1, $1, $1, 5, 10, 11, boom. Yeah. And, and you're like, whoa. And that's the thing. That's like, it's, it's what's so crazy is that like earning that $11 to me yeah. is like, it's like, this is better than anything else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's like, like I could easily go in. I mean, in on the daily, you know, like, you know, my, my aquarium clients or whatever, you know, like they, those I'm earning money doing that um well i mean the company is yeah yeah you know whatever um but it's like it's i don't know these these small little things are so i don't know why it's so it's such a a fun victory it's a better eleven dollars it's a better eleven dollars right yes yes (laughs) i like this eleven dollars better than the other eleven dollars right this is this is almost like found money when i'm I'm not even keeping it yeah it's like it's like you found a dollar in the middle of a street and as you were and you were like Maybe if I just stare at the dollar for another like 10 seconds, it'll turn into $11 like while I'm reaching for it. And if that happens, it will be a miracle and then I'll have it. Exactly. (laughs) Except you're not even keeping the 11. I know. Like you then have to send the card off and give the money to a a third party. Yeah, it's still, I mean, it's like (laughs) this, this is, this is why I do it. Yeah. 
This is why I do what this I do. This is it. This my, is it. I found my jar of purpose. You're a giver. <laughs> Your jar of purpose is full of old Pokemon cards to sell on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I swear though. I mean, we, we've told the story before about our dad. You know, he had rare Hot Wheels cars when we were kids and he sold them and bought us a family canoe. And I think it was just like one of those things that like as a, you know, eight year old watching that happen, I was like, this is the most miraculous thing I've ever seen. And I want I want that. I want in. And it like that desire never expired for me. Yeah. It was just like it just it was it was like I, I really wanted it as a kid. It was like my dream. And then I got older and it was still there. Well, even as a kid, you sort of did it with the cards because you traded them in and got a scooter. I know, except Isn't I probably cool? I probably could have gotten way more scooters. That's true. Yes. I think had you sat on that collection for another 30 years, uh, and we're selling them now, boy, you'd probably be really raking some some dough in there. More than one scooter. More than one. Yeah, maybe even electronic scooter. Or something. <gasps> and maybe you could have commuted to work on your scooter. A, a commuter? A com a ca, a ca scooter? I think I'm I'm thinking like K K. Yeah, K. I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. K O M O O T E R. A commuter. A commuter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a scooter, but a commuter. A commuter. Yeah. A commuter scooter. A commuter scooter. <laughs> yeah. We okay. just start, we just started a new thing. We just did it. Who want who wants in on on commuter? Right. We're taking investments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will be okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Are we at a, are we at a good are we at a good spot? I we mean we might just be. we just, we just invented the future. Of, uh, yeah, yes, right. we did. Absolutely. Yeah. We've solved all commuting problems, commuting problems as Com it were. As it were. Yeah. Like, formerly people used to call it commuting, yeah. but now now people would be like, "Oh yeah, I have a, I have a commute." Yeah. And they'll be like, "Oh yeah, co commute is like one of those words like 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 uh, Commute like, sounds like an app. It does. It does, right? Like you guys on commute on commute yeah but but like see this is the thing it's so popular that the word commute will will dissolve away and, and we will become the kleenex yeah of the word commute yeah you know do you think what is our do you i'm i'm sort of imagining like a cow in the logo somehow oh certainly because of think the moo i'm could not be more i had no idea why a cow yeah but as soon as you said it i was like this is right so maybe i'll like do our maybe our scooters should have like like cow print on them and then they're commuters. <laughs> yes. Right? And people <laughs> like, because who rides a cow? <laughs> it's our it's our signature. It's our stamp. Yeah. You know, people yes. are like, it's like, oh, yeah, the cow. Yeah. Cow print is in. It is. And maybe we'll also have like a rural commuter. A rural commuter? Yeah. With yeah. Like, uh, like with like off-road tires. Ooh, yes. Know? And like suspension. Yes. Yeah. You and can take it downhill commuting at like a commute park. <laughs> 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 Don't flomp on the ground. <laughs> Hang on, real tight. Wear a helmet. I can't even imagine downhill scooting. That sounds like just pure danger. I think you mean commutering. Commutering. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. As always, if you have any feedback for us here at the show, you can send it into popcornculturepod at gmail.com. If you would like to support us over on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash popcornculture. Uh, we have lots of cool tiers there that include lots of fun uh, additional pieces of content. Yes. We, we have an episode called Burnt Popcorn. Yes. Uh, which is like when, when Jay and I just like take a stab at thinking we know something and then but Jordan researches it and we talk to her and she corrects us or tells us we were right which occasionally we are yeah like sometimes like i know the length the average length of a shower 
you know, yeah. and, and approximate gallonage of water used yeah. in said shower. Right. Often. These are the things you can learn on burnt popcorn. I know. I know. It's like, I know what you're thinking to yourself right now. Like, I do need that information. Right. If you're ever listening to the show and you're like, no, that's not right, guys. Burnt popcorn is for you because Jordan will be that that vessel for you to say, you guys were wrong. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And we also take we, we take suggestions. So if we you have do. any thoughts or, or feedback, again, it's going to be patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Um, otherwise, guys, until next week. Pop, pop. You almost said bye. I almost said bye. <laughs> Let's close out one more time. Okay. Until next week. Pop, pop. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.